I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome into another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for being with us on this Tuesday evening. We've got plenty to discuss on the show. We're celebrating our Kansas victory last night in terms of our outright futures play that we had. If you if you laid the four with Kansas, I feel for you. That was a tough outing, but hopefully you were able to get kind of an in-game bet. They were down at the half, some great value, and the Jayhawks end up as your college basketball national champion. And, hey, if you took the four points with the Tar Heels, good for you. You had to sweat it out for sure. Well, you had to sweat out either side, but hell of a game. Great college basketball tournament, and now we look forward to baseball in the coming days and to help us handicap all of that and get prepped even more so. We got Jeff Erickson hopping on the show in 15 minutes. He's a frequent flyer when it comes to covering baseball on the show here at VEASAN as well, and he's a senior editor over at Rotowire and really focuses in on baseball. So I'm pumped to talk with Jeff in 15 minutes. Then a half hour from now, Nick Alberga, fantasy hockey analyst over at Sportsnet, will Discuss all the top plays in the hockey slate tonight. A lot of good games. And speaking of those games, I got one play throughout the slate of hockey tonight. We'll talk about that in 45 minutes with Danny's Dimes. And to begin the program, we do have a Bulls game to look forward to. Always fond of looking for bets in the Bulls matchups, especially when it goes against a familiar opponent. And that is the situation that we have occurring tonight as the Bulls are hosting the Milwaukee Bucks, which inevitably will be a Bulls loss. But of course, then it comes down to can they cover? Now, these teams have matched up three times so far this season. The first game they met up, 
This was in Milwaukee, and the Bulls kept it close despite missing a handful of players. They lost 94 to 90. Then you move on in Chicago. They lost, being the Bulls, 118 to 112. And then this other game in Milwaukee. This is a game that I just handicapped horribly, where the Bulls just decided they forgot how to play basketball. Granted, they do that against every top tier team. They lost 126 to 98 in Milwaukee. So the Bucks have clearly had the Bulls number all season. We, I actually talked about this on the Chicago City Cast yesterday. We did a very brief preview on this game, and it was a little appalling to see Milwaukee only opening as a four-point favorite at Bat Rivers. Inevitably, figured that would move in this morning. It went up to five in favor of the Bucks. Refresh the page, and then it went up to six. And now you're seeing it as high as six in the hook in favor of the Bucks over the Bulls. Well, Chicago did have two days off in between their last game, and that last game was, of course, against the top team where they got embarrassed, being the Miami Heat. The Bulls lost 127-109 at home. Also a reason why the line is moving in favor of Milwaukee, Zach Levine, he was probable, then questionable, and now it looks like he's trending toward not playing. So some of the steam going toward Milwaukee post hearing that news of Zach Levine. Aside from that, the only other player the Bulls are missing is Lonzo Ball, who they have been missing for a majority of the season. As for the Bucks, Giannis was day-to-day, -day, but realistically, he was going to play in this matchup. This is going to be a nationally televised game, so the whole country can see the Bulls get embarrassed on center stage. And the Bucks have a lot to play for coming into this matchup. It's not just going to be a cakewalk knowing that they have defeated the Bulls three times and Zach Levine may be out. No, because the Bucks have lost their last two games. They were missing a plethora of their starters against the Clippers the other night where they allowed 152 points and they only scored 119. Then their starters came back. They played against Luka and the Mavericks at home, and they lost to Dallas 118-112 to on Sunday night. So not only are they trying to get back in the W column, but of course they're still vying for a top seed in the Eastern Conference as it's with all the top teams, with the Celtics, with the Heat, with the Bucks, and the Sixers all looking for the best position possible. And the Bucks have a good chance tonight to add on to their positioning going against the Bulls. So some other reasons why the Bucs have a very good advantage in this game. The Bucs rank fifth in offensive points per possession and fifth in effective field goal percentage. Conversely, the Bulls rank 21st defensively in both categories. Furthermore, we always look at their opponents, and if a majority of their shots come from beyond the arc, then that's probably a good note for that side, and that's exactly what it is for Milwaukee. 40% of their shots is a collective unit come from three-point land. That's six most in the NBA. And where the Bulls absolutely stink at playing defense is defending the three. They rank 26, and they're allowing their opponents to connect on 37% of their three-point attempts. Furthermore, Milwaukee, they're six in half-court offense. The Bulls are 24th in half-court defense. And you could say, well, Danny, you've talked about it before. The Bulls do very well in transition offense, and that's how they can maybe keep it close against some of these top teams. But you got to hold on a minute, because although the Bulls are good in transition offense, ranking second, defensively, Milwaukee is number one in transition defense. So really, Milwaukee has all the advantages in most of the spots at least, but there are some positives potentially for Chicago. Zach Levine being out, of course, isn't one of them, but we talk about a majority of a team's shot attempts. 38% for the Bulls come from mid-range, which is second most, and they're making 45% of them, which is fifth best in the NBA. And yes, Milwaukee has a pretty strong defense, but where they do struggle is defending the mid-range, where they're allowing opponents to connect on 43% of their shots, and that ranks 24th 
in the NBA. Plus, the Bulls actually have a decent half-court offense, even though it has struggled as of late. They rank 7th. Milwaukee 23rd in half-court defense. So there are a finite amount of advantages potentially for the Bulls, but even when they have these advantages, because it's against a better team, they refuse to take advantage of them. So it's really not going to matter at the end of the day. Aside from looking at the full game in this matchup in terms of the spread, which again we see at 6.5, money line for Milwaukee minus 250, the Bulls plus 205. Total, by the way, moved from 228.5 up to 231.5. It got me thinking a little bit. Well, what are some other ways you could approach this matchup? How have they done in the first half? So then I look back at the three prior games they faced each other. And the Bucks in the first game led in the first half 45 to 44. The second game they led 57 to 53. And the most recent matchup between these teams, the Bucks just dominated the Bulls. They were up 59 to 50, uh, 43, excuse me. So incrementally, the Bucks have dominated more and more so as the first halves have gone on throughout this season and this series. So I looked at it and I'm like, all right, well, what is this spread at? And earlier it was like two, two and a half. Money line was minus 157. I took a little piece of the minus 157 with the Bucks, but that number's just gotten out of hand now, close to $2 after the Zach Levine news. But I do want to offer some more incentive to maybe considering an angle on the first half with the Bucks. They're plus 4.1 overall in first half margin. In terms of the road and home splits, they're plus 2.4 in the first half on the road, whereas Chicago, they're plus 0.2 overall with their first half margin and plus 1.3 at home. Advantage Milwaukee. Now the Bucks average about 59 first half points per game and over 56 on the road. The Bulls only getting 55 overall this season in the first half. But at home, they do tend to do a little better, 57 first half points per game at home. In terms of their straight up records, the Bucks 51 and 27 straight up overall on the first half money line. And on the road, they're 23 and 15. The Bulls 39 and 39 straight up overall in the first half money line, but better at home, 21 and 17. If the number was still about less than minus 160, I would still suggest looking to take the Bucks in this angle. But now that it's like over minus 190, you're getting close to $2. Even with Zach Levine potentially being out, it's too steep to lay. But if you do want to look at an angle with the spread, that could be an all right opportunity. And hey, if you do end up losing the first half with the Bucks and the Bulls, keep it close or the Bulls end up somehow having the lead, which has not happened in the first three games with these two teams, then of course you could come back and look to live bet Milwaukee. I just see no avenue for Chicago to win this game, especially with Zach Levine being out. And we have seen how they have performed against these top teams. They're just a completely different squad. They're like an eighth grade middle school team that is learning to play together for the first time. They just don't know what to do. Billy Donovan can't make adjustments. It doesn't matter what they're doing. Nothing good comes from it. And again, because Milwaukee's coming off these past two losses, they're going to be coming in with a chip on their shoulder. They're going to still be, like we said, buying for a top seed in the Eastern Conference. So they have a lot to play for. So you got to try to find some avenue potentially to betting Milwaukee. And if it's not the minus six and a half pre-flop, if it's too steep for the first half, let's look at a player prop. And the prop that I'm looking at for this game involves Giannis Antetokounmpo. And I believe we made the similar bet the last go around when they played. And this is with Giannis's rebounds. 12 in the hook is a number you're seeing at Bet Rivers minus 113 each way. Now this season, Giannis averages a little bit over 11.5 rebounds per contest. In 64 games, 
He's only gone over it 27 times, but in the three matchups against Chicago, he has gone over it in two out of the three games. 12 rebounds the first game, so we just missed it. But then he came back, got 16 rebounds, and then in the most recent matchup, he collected 17 rebounds. Look, Vooch isn't a perennial rebounder by any stretch of the imagination. He gets boards because he's really the only big option for the Bulls. But in terms of going against other big guys in the league who are just dominant, like Giannis, Giannis is going to be able to get boards over him, no question about it. And again, Tristan Thompson coming off the bench, yeah, he's a tougher, grittier guy, but he's not taller, he's not bigger, he's not wider like Giannis. So I don't think Giannis is going to struggle too much to snag some boards tonight, so I'm playing him over 12.5 at the price of minus 113. Aside from that, I didn't really love any other props. I considered Drew Holiday over 18.5 points. He's gone over that in two out of three games versus Chicago, got 27 in the most recent game and 26 in the game prior. I kind of go into that further on the Chicago City Cast. So if you want more in-depth analysis on this game or with some props, be sure to check it out before the game. But like I said, the only play that I am making officially, it's going to be Giannis over 12 and a half rebounds. I did take a little piece of the Bucks first half. Not going to throw that out there now because it's really gotten out of hand. But that's the angle that I'm taking for this Bucks and Bulls game this evening. But, hey, it's the best time of the betting season in the spring right now. Not only do we have these great basketball games, but you got opening day and the opening round of the Masters on the exact same day. So this first week of April will, of course, be jam-packed with betting intel from our experts. We'll have a breakdown of every golfer in the field, plus futures bets from Brady Cannon, Wes Reynolds, and Matt Eumann. Sign up today. It's only $19 at vsin.com slash spring. That's vsin.com slash spring. And we're talking baseball in the spring coming next. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm -hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So make sure you subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast available. And you get set, uh, set up, excuse me, with several episodes a week. Of course, it's great local sports betting content. And well, speaking of sports betting content, we are going in a different direction than we have been doing for quite some time here on Rush Hour. Welcome in. I'm Danny Burke, your host. And that means what I'm referring to is the start of the Major League Baseball season. Could not be more excited to preview it, get into the thick of it, betting it on a daily basis. And a man who does it so very well is Jeff Erickson, senior editor over at Rotowire. Great coverage when it comes to the diamond at Jeff underscore Erickson, where you could follow him on the tweets. Jeff, it's been quite some time, but having you back on means we are almost back into the swing of things for baseball. So very glad to talk with you. And I know you got plenty of teams that you're interested in in terms of the betting perspective. So we might as well jump right in, my friend. And, well, we got to talk about this Detroit Tigers team. And oddly enough, and I say that because it's not really a popular team per se, Everybody seems to be enamored with this Tigers team. Maybe not enamored, but it, it's catching their interest. Their win totals at 77 and a half. The juice is on the over minus 118. Look, they bring on a guy like Javi Baez, maybe could spark the offense. But what's more important, it seems, Jeff, is that they've been building up this pitching staff. So speak on what the Tigers have been building toward this season and what you think their expectations are. Yeah, they're an exciting team. You know, they're trying. You know, as a Cincinnati Reds fan, it's re refreshing to see a team that's actually trying, <laughs> especially when they've had a couple of years of a rebuilding cycle here. Uh, it's not just uh, Javi Baez. Of course, that helps a lot offensively and defensively up the middle. But they went out and got Eduardo Rodriguez. They went out and got Tucker Barnhart. Last night, they traded for Austin Meadows, uh, who's going to help them offensively. I don't know about the defense part of him, but uh, I think that all adds up a little bit. Plus, the best part is they're getting the young kids uh, on the rise, too. Casey Mize, uh, Tariq Skubal uh, in that rotation. Matt Manning maybe makes the next step. We'll see about that. They also, uh, you know, and of course, Spencer Torkelson, they announced on Saturday he'd make the team. Unfortunately, Riley Green broke his foot. Otherwise, he would have made the team too. Typically, young teams that are kind of getting, amassing all this talent, they arrive quicker than we expect. We talked last year about Seattle, and they nearly made the playoffs. They won 89 games. 
you know, we look at that uh, and we look at the, I think the Tigers are probably going to be one of those teams. I'm willing to pay the juice on this one. I think they go over 500 this year. All right, so we're a little bit bullish on the Tigers, and I could see that. I'm looking forward to betting them on a game-to-game standpoint to where they still could maybe be a little bit undervalued. But, yeah, maybe some positive days ahead there in the Motor City. Tell us about the Tampa Bay Rays next, Jeff. I mean, Tampa Bay's been a consistently successful team, and you could see that by their win total. The expectations for the Rays are fairly high. 90 and a half is the number posted at Bet Rivers. The juice is slightly on the under, minus 134. The over is plus 105. Are we assuming this Rays team could potentially be a top contender once again? Absolutely. Uh, not a whole lot's changed. They traded Meadows, and we just talked about how that might help the Tigers, but the Rays have two different guys waiting to step right in to replace Meadows. That's the amazing thing. They're a development machine, Danny. And every year, we, we they, they lose a player. And we're like, oh, my God, what are they going to do? They trade away Blake Snell. They trade, they let Charlie Morton walk. Clearly, they're tanking. What are they doing? Oh, they won 100 games. What's changed about this team? I, I know the AL East is, a, is just a minefield. But I, I think this is my best bet is to go over. And you shop around, by the way, on that total. I've seen it at 89 and a half in some other places. That's just a good lesson, generally speaking, is when you're looking for futures odds, find your best one. Uh, but especially when you're getting juice on, uh, you know, you're getting positive juice to take the over. Uh, yeah, I'm all over it. Take the over on the race. All right. I like it. Yeah, like Jeff said, great note. Always shop around as low as 89 and a half. If you do find the 90, look, you get plus money. But I'm always someone who likes to get a better number and maybe not get as great of a value if it's not that big of a difference. So the raise over 89 and a half definitely could be a viable option. Like Jeff said, not too much turnover from last season, but a team that maybe could see some turnover and a lot more success this year, Jeff. Tell us about the Seattle Mariners. Now, as indicated by their win total, it looks like there's some optimism surrounding the squad. 84 in the hook is the number at Bet Rivers. Minus 125 to the under, minus 105 to the over. What did Seattle do in the offseason that is making this team seem like they could potentially make the postseason? Well, they went and traded for Jesse Winker. They had to take on an Eowenia Suarez's uh, contract to go along with that. The big thing, though, is they're they're starting the kid, Julio Rodriguez. Uh, they announced yesterday he has made the big league roster. He is probably the best prospect in baseball. If it's not him, it's Bobby Witt Jr. I think you're going to have a good, healthy argument about that. Uh, you look, their division, the Oakland A's are tanking. They are just strip mining, tearing it all the way down to the ground. So that's, and they actually already did a good job of beating the A's a lot last year. They have a lot of fun, young talent. It's a question of whether that pitching can hold up. But, of course, they went and got Robbie Ray, the reigning AL Cy Young Award winner, signed him. Uh, I probably, you know, he's going to regress. But as my friend Scott Pianowski from Yahoo Sports always says, regress to what? Uh, and that, that's always the question with him. So uh, I do think he's still a very positive addition to this rotation. I think that they're going to, they're going to, and they, their, their bullpen is mega deep. And that's one of the reasons why they did so well in outpacing expectations last year. I look at this team and I think I see a team that's going to win around 90 games again this year. Uh, they're all going to come at the expense of the A's apparently because I keep going over on teams. I got to find another <laughs> team here somewhere. Now, Jeff, sticking on the Mariners really quick, do you see value for them to reach the postseason? The yes is plus 185. We know the playoffs have expanded. Is this a team you could think that would find their way there? Or maybe you're not so confident, but based on the price of almost two to one, you would take a flyer on it? Yeah, I think so. Um, and, and this is, they have the longest playoff drought in professional sports. So uh, you, know, you look at them and, you know, it, it's one of those teams like, when are they going to finally make it? I think with the expanded playoffs, the fact that, uh, the, that Oakland's not going to be as strong this year, 
It's a weaker division, generally speaking. I'm not convinced the Rangers are a contender. The Angels have a lot of top-heavy talent, but I don't think they're very deep. Uh, I think it's possible. They made it to the very last day last year. They outpaced expectations. I think some people are expecting a fallback. I don't think so, just because it's another case there where it's a young team is getting that next year, that taking that next step. All right, Jeff. Well, you mentioned the Rangers. Is this a team because you said you needed to find some unders? Is this a squad that you're going to be fading this season? 74 in the hook is their number for their win total. Yeah, I mean, everybody is, you know, I mean, I think some people expect improvement because of their offseason acquisitions. Corey Seager, Marcus Semi, and John Gray. Great acquisition. You know, they're all, they're definitely going to help the team. Look at the rest of that rotation. Look at that bullpen. Um, they're going to give up a boatload of runs. And I, I think that's going to be the problem especially when you're playing the same division as the Astros, same division as the Mariners, uh, they're going to face a lot of games. And you remember that that schedule is not going to get evened out this year. It's going to be the same loaded schedule, you know, plain, weighted schedule in their own division. Um, yes, they get the, the feast on the A's like everybody else, but I, I think that uh, I, I just, I'm skeptical that they're going to achieve what they, what their ends this year. I think they're going to have to wait until uh, maybe next year. They got to get more pitching still. So I'm going to take the under on the 74 and a half. It's not a huge call, but it's definitely a call. All right, Jeff. Well, we've been talking All-American League. The team that is set right now is a short shot to reach the top of the AL, the Toronto Blue Jays. So they've got a high win total naturally. 92 in the hook is a number that's posted. The talent's all there. We understand it. But is it maybe a little bit too inflated because everybody is just assuming a huge year out of the Blue Jays? Or is it, nah, it's warranted and take advantage of the number because this team's going to dominate? I mean, this lineup is legit. Then they went out and added get Kevin Gossman, but he is also replacing Robbie Ray. They lost Marcus Semyon, um, but they went and added Matt Chapman. So it's like lose one, add another one out. Uh, but they, you know, they got a, a higher win total than the Yankees, a higher win total than the Rays. They're the team that didn't make the playoffs out of this division last year. Much higher total than the Red Sox. I was really surprised to see that. I think it's a gap of like seven wins uh, between the two, which you know Boston beat them last year. I know Boston doesn't have Chris Sale right now, but I don't think Boston's going to decline that much. Uh, I, I really think that this is probably an undercall. All right, Jeff, before we let you go, we got about a minute remaining. I got to ask you about my Cubbies. I'm not having high hopes for this season. Maybe an undervalued team, though. They still have a couple pieces here and there. 73 and a half is their win total. Juice slightly on the over minus 121. Any excitement at all on the north side? Well, they're going to strike out a lot. They're going to hit some bombs. Uh, Seiya Suzuki sounds like he could be a lot of fun. Uh, that pitching's pretty bad there, Danny. I, I don't know. Um, it's, so it's right about on the numbers what I have them at. I, it's probably a no action for me. Uh, but, uh, you know, with, again, the Reds declining. I think they have a lower total than the Reds, which I, I would, if you could do a head-to-head -head versus the two somehow, work that out. I think the Reds will finish below, especially because I think the Reds aren't done trading. I think they trade Castillo at the break, too. So uh, when you look at that, I think the Cubs top finish ahead of the Reds. Yeah, Jeff, uh, maybe not the most exciting season to look forward to for our squads, but we'll make up for it, betting some of the other ones. So thank you, as always, Jeff, for making some time. Looking forward to have you having you on plenty more throughout the season and can't wait, my friend. Anytime. Thanks again, Danny. Appreciate you. You got it. Make sure you follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff underscore Erickson and all of his content over at Rotowire, where he serves as the senior editor. We're flipping gears here. Let's talk a little hockey with our guy, Nick Alberga. What plays does he like tonight on the ice? We will be discussing that next right here. It is Rush Hour.
VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you want more Masters insight, make sure you check out VEASAN's Long Shots podcast right now because Brady Cannon, Wes Reynolds, and Matt Humans have a breakdown of every golfer in the field, plus futures bets and many matchups. So download the Long Shots podcast at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts available. And while you're there, make sure you catch up on every other VEASAN show as well. Once again, that's VSIN.com slash podcast. All righty, welcome back to Rush Hour here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Danny Burke, your host, at Danny Burke Fiverr. You can follow me on Twitter, but a much better handle to follow in terms of hockey and all other things. Nick Alberga at the Golden Muzzy is the handle where you can catch him on the Twitter machine. Nick, my man, thank you for being with us as always. we got a lot going on throughout the puck, and uh, apparently my producer, Britton, who you're very fond with, you know, you guys were talking in the, in the break and we're ramping up for postseason coverage and maybe some interest with one of these teams throughout the postseason, the New York Rangers. Now, not only do they have potentially an intriguing game tonight against the Devils, but uh, they had some transactions as of late that is making them catch your eye, apparently. Is that right? Definitely, and most notably earlier today, their head coach, Gerard Gallant, indicated he's no longer giving uh, news and information when it comes to uh, you know the lineup, which is always great to hear in this betting world. Uh, we think it's going to be Alexander Georgiev tonight, but certainly I think you're bang on in Britain's assessment. Uh, I am feeling the New York Rangers. I think you look post-deadline. Uh, Danny, I can't believe it's been two weeks since the trade deadline back on March 21st, but I like what they did Uh, You know, they pick up a guy like Tyler Mott from the Vancouver Canucks. Andrew Kopp has been outstanding. Uh, Ryan Strom, by the way, is a game-time decision for night, of course, usually on the second line with Artemi Panarin. So I think there's a lot of untapped value in general in the Rangers. Not to mention there's a bit of a dive and a swoon lately with a guy who's certainly been in the conversation for the Hart Trophy, likely a lock for the Vesna Trophy and Igor Shostorkin. I think, obviously, if you have a goaltender of that ilk, uh, you're a wild card in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So I like their futures value. Yeah, they're about 20 to 1 right now at Bet Rivers and absolutely could have some value if you have a hot goalie, which the adage is pretty much every postseason in hockey. Aside, and this is kind of just really speculating, but when you get a goalie like Shesterkin, who kind of comes about and then some to being a top goalie, I don't want to say out of nowhere because I didn't know too much about the background of the guy, but obviously he's making a name for himself now. Is this a spot where you go, all right, maybe the Rangers don't have quite enough pieces to, I, I know we're saying they have value right now, but in terms of maybe next year because they have a goalie they can build around, is this a team that you're envisioning making a lot of moves in the offseason to then being a top contender throughout the course of the whole long regular season next year? Well, I think they're one of those teams, Danny, that's like sort of almost in a win now type mode. Certainly, I think when you start paying guys in a salary cap world, I think you look clearly at Artemi Panarin, the contract to bring him in. Uh, Igor Shostorkin gets paid. Like, you know, the, the well's going to run dry, especially in this flat cap era. I understand the cap's going to go up about a mil and a half here in the off season, But I think if the Rangers don't get the job done, they're going to continue to try and build. Like, it's easy to forget that they just changed their GM and their head coach. And Gerard Gallant's a guy who's done a lot of winning uh, wherever he's coached. So I think naturally the next step would be solidifying a Stanley Cup favorite. And that means maybe adding up front. But certainly, again, I really, really like what this team has done. Um, and just you, you never know. In the postseason specifically, how many times have we seen goaltenders steal the spotlight? And the type of yeah. season that uh, Shostorkin is having, you just never know. It's going to be tough, though. 
All right, Nick, let's move along. I'm uh, I'm kind of hesitant to talk about this game with you because the last time we had you on, I was telling you one of my plays, and you're on the opposite side, and it was probably the worst handicap I've had all season <laughs> in hockey. So, again, I'm a little bit hesitant. But tell me what you're thinking for this Panthers and Maple Leafs game. Uh, plus 144 Toronto, who's been red hot, but they are on the second leg of a back-to-back. -back. They'll have their backup goalie in. The Panthers look like Bobrovsky's going to be tending the pipes, and they're seeking revenge potentially from the last time they played Toronto, which just happened recently. And you know I love the revenge angle. I think there's multiple ways uh, to, to tackle this one. Uh, ultimately, Toronto is on the highs of just dismantling the Tampa Bay Lightning in Tampa last night. That's number one. Number two, uh, they beat the Florida Panthers on home ice, I believe, last Sunday. So I'm actually leaning towards the Cats in this game. In fact, I think if you want to add some juice, maybe you take them in even strength. Uh, I expect them to be an annoyed hockey team, a pissed-off hockey team, and that's the best angle to play. And not to mention they're closing in on the Atlantic Division title. But again, famous last words, given how hot the Maple Leafs have been. <laughs> I think if you want to look at a goal prop too, man, like Austin Matthews right now is on a different planet. I think if I were to handicap the Hart Trophy debate, I think it's over. I know there's still like 10, you know, 12 games remaining in this season, but this guy's scoring at an Alex Ovechkin type rate when he was at his peak form. Like he's just been unbelievable. So I think he scores again tonight. Um, I would take a look at the over two. You mentioned Eric Shulgren playing the backup, the rookie backup. And Sergey Bobrovsky, you just never know what you're going to get. But I like the Panthers tonight overall. All right, I just let out a sigh of relief because I'm looking on the same side, Dick. That's what I needed to hear. I got your uh, justification for looking for the Panthers on that revenge angle. So we're all good on that front. We're looking solid there. Uh, another game that obviously is going to catch a lot of interest. I didn't end up pulling the trigger. But what were you thinking for this Avalanche and Penguins game? A very top-tier type of matchup tonight. Pittsburgh, a slight favorite at home, minus 110. And then you get Colorado, minus 106. Total for this game is set at six. Did you have anything you liked? enough to pull the trigger on a bet with so i'll be honest i stayed away from this one i think you know that said uh it is the back end of a home and home in this matchup that could very well be a preview of the stanley cup final two really upper echelon teams of course we know the inner rivalry and best friends Sidney crosby nathan mckinnon i i expect pittsburgh to return serve tonight the avalanche won in their home building i expect pittsburgh to win tonight not to mention nazim kadri the latest injury in the infirmary uh, for the Colorado Avalanche, which is starting to build. Uh, Bowen Byron, by the way, will play his first game since January 11th, a blue chip prospect on the back end for the Colorado Avalanche. So maybe you look at potentially a point prop or a shot prop. I think he's going to be excited to be back in the NHL. But I like Pittsburgh tonight. I think they're going to return serve. All right, a few more games I think are very interesting from the betting standpoint I want to touch on with you, Nick. And let's begin with the Predators and the Wild then. Nashville at home, a slight dog. I mean, you're still laying minus 105, so it's almost a pick them, but the Wild are minus 110. This total we're seeing at six. I mean, Nashville to me seems like a team that just tends to play better at home. The Wild can beat almost anybody, but they're kind of volatile. Which side do you tend to trust more? So let's piggyback off my futures look. In, in the Eastern Conference, I like the New York Rangers. In the Western Conference, I like the Minnesota Wild. Why, you ask? Well, they solidified their goaltender position, which you very well know being a, you know, a United fan of the Chicago Blackhawks. Love the Marc-Andre Fleury pickup. In fact, I crunched the numbers. The Wild, uh, the top team since the trade deadline, they're 7 one Now, um, this is Pickham, and this one, I know it's in Nashville. I think it's important to note. Uh, the Predators are fighting for their playoff lives right now, but I'm actually siding with the road dog, if you can believe it. 
Um, you know, I know Matt Boldy, the rookie, won't play in this game. I think maybe an under-the-radar type prop you look at is Tyson Jost, who has been elevated to play on that line with Freddie Goodrow and Kevin Fiala. Look at some point props there. But I like Minnesota. They've been on fire and very under the radar since the trade deadline. And I would think I would take a little peek at the under in this game because both goaltenders have been hot. All right, then how about the Dallas Stars and the New York Islanders? I feel like we talk about home and road splits a little bit. I feel like the Islanders are kind of a tough team to trust on the road. Dallas minus 130. Again, the Islanders plus 112. Shorter total at five in the hook. What are we thinking here? So again, this is a tough card overall. Like I'll be brutally honest with tonight's card. And, you know, in general, I like to stay away this time of year because the favorites usually win and, and you know, the losers and the underdogs usually just are waiting for the season to conclude. Having said that, Dallas is another team fighting for their playoff lives. And depending on who you ask, the, you know, the great fans on Long Island think the Islanders still have a shot. I could quite frankly see this game, believe it or not, getting the extra time. I think Dallas picks oh, up one point. Um, I like the Stars to get in. They got the games in hand, and they're fighting, of course, with the likes of the Vegas Golden Knights. So I'm going to maybe play that card, but this one's tough to handicap because the Islanders have been so, so good lately, Danny. Plus 310, Nick. We're always good to get one out of you per show, so that could be <laughs> the one we put under that slate. Uh, finally, Nick, we got Edmonton and San Jose. The Oilers, a sizable road favorite, minus 182. San Jose, plus 155. Total at 6.5. Really quick, Any anything worth playing here in your eyes? Yeah, so first and foremost, the dry, sh dry saddle shot prop, dry saddle goal prop. He's now four goals back for the uh, the Rocket Richard race with Austin Matthews, who's scoring like two a game. So I would certainly look there. Connor McDavid has a lot to play for. Maybe look at some point props. In general, I like Edmonton in a walk on the puck line. They beat uh, San Jose like a couple days ago, 5-2. The Sharks have won 4-5. And they're one of the, the aforementioned teams that are just waiting uh, for their slate to play out. And quite frankly, I don't trust their goaltending either. Uh, the Oilers have been a really, really good story over the last month, so I'm riding with them. All right, yeah, Edmonton on the puck line, plus 123, so some value there potentially with the Oilers. I like it. Nick, you're the man. Appreciate the insight on the puck per usual. Get some winners tonight. We'll look forward to having you back on next week. Let us hope. Take care, my man. Yes, sir. You as well. Make sure you follow Nick on the tweets at the Golden Muzzy. All the great info surrounding the puck. Great bats. Love having him on the show. Coming up next, I will go further into my play in hockey and we'll recap the action I got for tonight's NBA game between the Bucks and the Bulls. So stick around. Danny's Dimes coming your way next as we end another edition of Rush Hour. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Golf season is here, folks, and Bet River Sportsbook is your home for hundreds of golf betting opportunities. Hit a hole in one this week with new specials on Bet River Sportsbook all week long. Place pre tournament wagers to win money toward free bets when your favorite golfer has a birdie, eagle, or better. So download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app or visit BetRivers.com to take part in the biggest week of golf all year. Terms and conditions apply. Visit BetRivers.com for more details. Okay, folks, welcome back into the mix. It's time for our final segment on Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host at Danny Burke 5 on Twitter. And since it is our final segment, that means it is time to dish out my best bets for the evening, a.k.a. Danny's Dimes. We are coming off an eventful night last night where, well, we were really just sweating out Kansas. But now we're going to get a play in basketball and a play in hockey. We'll get to the basketball play momentarily. Let's start out in the NHL. I'm looking at that Panthers-Maple Leafs matchup, and I needed Nick Alberga to be on the same side as me, and it seemed like he was leaning that way, so that is the uh, the conviction out of Nick that I needed. So let's look into it a little bit further. Now, the market actually doesn't necessarily agree with the side of Florida here because Bet Rivers opened up the Panthers as high as minus 179, Toronto at about plus 145, total at 7, and the over, with it being at 7 right now, is still seeing the juice, minus 134. The under is plus 112. I I mean, you get prolific offenses here, I get it, but you still got Bobrovsky, who can be a good enough 
netminder to limit Toronto potentially. But I don't know. Toronto has been an incredibly hot team. They've won their last five games, and they won last night at Tampa Bay 6-2. to two. Campbell was in net, their starter, so he will not be in there tonight. As we talked about, Eric Schalgren will be tending the pipes. But here's the thing. I mean, I guess the reason why the market originally went toward the Panthers had to have been just because it was too steep with Florida almost at 180. I mean, I get it. You don't have Campbell, your top guy in there, but you're still having one of the hottest teams in hockey with one of the best offenses coming into the mix. So it makes sense that the market originally moved toward Toronto. But I do think Florida is rightfully priced as the favorite, and I got him at about minus 160. Because even though the Maple Leafs are coming into this game looking hot, the Panthers, well, like we also discussed, are coming for a little bit of revenge. So Sunday, March 27th, the Maple Leafs beat the Panthers at home 5-2. to two. However, both backup goalies were in. Maple Leafs got a few of them. They got Mrazek in the net and then Spencer Knight, who I don't trust whatsoever, rightfully so, because he lost that game 5-2. to two. So now you got Bobrovsky, your starter in the net, probably going to be a different outcome. The Panthers have also been on a winning streak. They've won their last four games, most recently on Sunday at Buffalo. They defeated the Sabres 5-3. to three. Now, the Maple Leafs are seven points behind the Panthers in the Eastern Conference standings, and the Panthers are the first team to lock up a playoff berth this season. But another advantage for Florida in this specific situation one of the best home teams in hockey, 28-6-0 at home. The Maple Leafs not terrible on the road, 20-12-3, but there's no squad like the Panthers are at home. Now, we mentioned Sergei Bobrovsky. Why can we trust this guy? Well, he's got a great record of 33-6-3 overall this season. Goals against average of 2.64, 91.5% with his saves, and he's got three shutouts. He's been even more phenomenal at home, sporting a record of 21-3-0, 2.50 goals against average, and a save percentage of over 92%, and two out of his three shutouts have occurred on home ice. He has also won his last eight consecutive starts. We talk about Toronto's goalie situation. Not only are they on the second leg of a back-to-back, -back, they're going on the road against one of the best home teams, and they get Eric Schalgren tending the pipes, who's 4-2-1, 2.71 goals against average, save percentage of 90.6%, along with one shutout, which ain't too shabby, let's be honest. But a lot of that success has come on home ice for Toronto and Schalgren, whereas on the road, he's 1-2-0, 3.94. Four goals against average, save percentage of the lowly 85.5%. So the home and road splits, while it's been a small sample size, have not favored Shulgren on the road. So even on the road in general, it's been no bueno, but especially against the best home team in hockey, I don't think that adds up to a winning recipe. So I took the Panthers minus 160 on the money line tonight. They got their starter in. They're still playing for good positioning here, even though they locked up a playoff berth. And I think it's just a better situational spot for Florida. So I'm rolling with the Panthers on the money line, minus 160 against Toronto. Right now at Bet Rivers, they're minus 165. I'd still recommend that on the side of Florida. If you want to go puck line, it's plus 132. But I'm just going to be going with the comfortable money line in Florida at minus 160 to minus 165. That's what I got in hockey. Let's revisit the play we are rocking with for the Bulls and the Bucks tonight. So first things first, let me kind of set the stage once again for this matchup because we've seen line movement since we first discussed it about 45 minutes ago. This line opened up as short as four yesterday. 
And on the Chicago City Cats on Monday, I'm saying, guys, I mean, this line is really short. The Bulls have had no success against the Bucks, Even when they kept it close in the first game, they still lost by four. Then it moved up to five, then five and a half, then six and a half. Now it's all the way up to seven with the news of Zach Levine officially being out. So Milwaukee on the road, a seven-point favorite against the Bulls. Their minus 275 on the money line is Milwaukee. The Chicago Bulls are plus 220, and the total hasn't wavered, 228.5 up to 231.5, but despite the news of Levine, still been steady at that total of 231 in the hook. Look, I know I've been talking about the Bucks and how the Bulls have no chance in this game, but with the number at 7, look, I wouldn't take Milwaukee at this point because the Bulls, even though they are missing Levine, they still could keep it close here. Familiarity, it's tough to beat a team four times, and I'm not saying that the Bulls are going to beat them. I'm not even envisioning that by any stretch of the imagination, but maybe they could get a late backdoor cover. Maybe the Bucks put in the reserves sooner rather than later because, well, they want to rest their guys at the end of the season. They have a fairly comfortable lead, and somehow the Bulls' reserves just start knocking down some shots and can cover it. But the way that I approached it not only was from this prop perspective with Giannis, which we'll get to in a second, but was the first half angle with the Bucks that I thought was interesting a little bit earlier today. I took him about minus 157 because the Bucks have won every single first First half against the Bulls this season incrementally the margin has increased it was by one point that it got deeper and then it got by double digits the last time around the Bulls have not been a strong first half team and Milwaukee's one of the best first half squads in the NBA but now that's north of minus two dollars and especially now that the line has moved up to seven it gets even bigger and bigger so at that point if you're looking for a way to get on Milwaukee just hope that maybe the Bulls can keep it close. Maybe the Bulls get out to a lead at some point. Take advantage of a better in-game spot with the Bucks. Because even though Milwaukee absolutely dominated the Bulls in the most recent outing, the Bulls actually had a pretty good first quarter effort. They were up for a little bit of time, and then Milwaukee flipped the switch, and they were ready to go. And they'll be ready to go tonight because they've lost their last two games they just lost against the Mavericks at home. They know they got a weak opponent in Chicago, and they're still vying for top seeding. Milwaukee will find a way to win. Not as confident that it'll be by more than seven, so have some patience and wait for a better approach for the in-game standpoint with Milwaukee. But if you do want to go with a pre-flop bet, the one I did take is Giannis Antetokounmpo over his rebounds prop of 12 in the hook. At Bet Rivers, the odds about minus 113 each way. Now, Giannis is averaging over 11.5 rebounds per game. He's gone over 12.5 in uh, 27 out of 64 games. And against Chicago, so he's been involved in all three games. He's gone over it in two out of three games. The first matchup got 12, so just missed it. Then he got 16, and then he got 17. I believe we also took his rebounds prop over in that third game where he got 17 rebounds. But look, I mean, him against Vooch, no competition. Giannis can throw him around like it's nobody's business. Same thing with Tristan Thompson. Maybe not as easily, but Tristan Thompson doesn't have that much length for a big guy. Right, He has to be the big guy because it's either him or Tony Bradley, and he can be tough and gritty from time to time, but against Giannis, it's no competition. So I envision that Giannis is going to be very active on the boards tonight, and I like taking him over 12.5 rebounds at the price of minus 113 
for him against the Bulls. So that's the play we got in the NBA tonight. Giannis Antetokounmpo over 12 and a half rebounds. And then, of course, the one hockey play we're rolling with tonight. We are taking the Panthers on the money line minus 160 against the Toronto Maple Leafs. So those are our two official Danny's Dimes for the slate. Of course, like we say, best of luck if you play them or any other bets that you play in general. But there we go. Giannis over 12 and a half rebounds. And the Panthers on the money line minus 160 is what we're rocking with. But don't worry. Tomorrow we will be getting all the other angles for this exciting week in April because we've got the Masters to look forward to. Dan Leach, Wes Reynolds will be hopping on to help us handicap that and probably a little bit of baseball. I've been doing my deep dive now that we have concluded with March Madness, so I'll give you some plays hopefully before the start of opening day. And we'll try to get some opening day plays for those early afternoon games that we won't be able to discuss tomorrow. So we got plenty of action in baseball. Big UFC card as well this weekend to look forward to. And, of course, the Masters. So we're excited to talk more about it throughout the remainder of the week. Until tomorrow, take care, folks, and best of luck. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.